You've tuned in to a podcast with Pastor O. Enjoy this message. Last night I was spending some time in prayer and I just was just singing this, the next, the next. It's time for the next. God has something next for us. I made a post and it was saying, uh, if you are excited about what God has done, you, you got to get ready for what God's about to do next. Listen, God is never without a plan. As I was saying, when we were praying, he always has a strategy. And because he is an omniscient God, he's not bound by time. He operates from an eternal realm. He is never surprised at what we see in time. So if you see something in time, God is never alarmed by that because he operates outside of it. So that means he's already seen it and he's already prepared. That's why Paul began to say in first Corinthians chapter 15, thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory. He, he already has navigated a victorious outcome for us because he's not limited to what we see. So tonight we're going to talk about warring with our words. The reason why this was so important and it came up in my spirit is um, the words that we're speaking in this hour. The Lord wanted me to really talk to you about the words and more importantly, the contents or the place from which you are speaking. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. Let's turn there. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. This was Jesus speaking and he began to say this. Matthew 12 and 34, he said this, O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For this is what he was saying. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Again, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Now, I want us to, to, to notice a couple of things. The word heart there. The word heart is interchangeably used in scripture as meaning spirit. So let's read it like this. For out of the abundance of your spirit, your mouth speaks. So whatever proceeds forth out of your mouth reveals what's in your spirit in abundance. And so in this hour, what the spirit of the Lord was really having me to talk about is be careful what's in your spirit in abundance. Because what happens is the Bible tells us about the sword that shows the word in a time of pressure. What's going to come out of your mouth is what's in abundance in your spirit. So it's important in this hour to not get relaxed in your spirit, to, to keep your spirit charged with the word, to keep your spirit charged with faith. Why? Because situations and circumstance is going to come put pressure on your spirit and whatever is in there in abundance is what you're going to release. Now, why are words important? Words grant permission. They grant access. They give, they give a leeway to, they open things. Did not the scripture say in Isaiah make a highway for our God. Do you remember John the Baptist? He was speaking, preparing the way of the Lord. He was preaching. He was speaking with his words. He was making a highway for God, for Jesus, for the entrance of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus. And so with our words, we begin to open things up, but we've got to make sure that we're giving permission to the right thing. Now notice this with your words, you release the contents of your spirit. Because again, Matthew 12 and 34 says out of the abundance, 
abundance, out of the abundance. Now, I want to show this, even though Jesus was speaking this um, in a uh, almost in, in a condemning way because they were using their words um, in a negative type way because their hearts were evil. But notice what Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart. In other words, some things in the scripture, you can look at them as principles. And so they'll work counterintuitive as well. So if he said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, then that means we ought to speak from the abundance of our spirit. I need to say this, and I think this is scrap on your seatbelt because I'm going to have to put my pastor's hat on tonight. There are many believers that are speaking from out of an empty spirit. They're speaking out of an empty spirit. Your spirit, if it's empty or void of the word, notice where the power comes from. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says the word is quick and sharp and powerful. The word is the thing that's active, that's energized, that's effective. The word carries the anointing. So if I have an empty reservoir of the word in my spirit, I could be speaking all day and nothing's happening. So if you are tonight wondering, uh, you know, I've been making confessions and I've been speaking the word, but nothing's been happening. My situations has got to be changed. You've got to make sure that the, that the contents of your spirit, the word of God is not empty in your belly. Now I need to say this too. A lot of times we as believers, we're speaking from our soul. So we're speaking from our mind, will, emotions. We're speaking from our thoughts. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He doesn't want you to speak from your spirit. This is how you war with the word. This is how you gain the victory is when you speak the word from your spirit. So what does the enemy do? He brings situations, circumstances, tests, trials. He brings affliction. He brings what other people are doing, what other people are saying. It's all so that you speak from the wrong place. Oh God, tonight. He wants you to speak out of your feelings. Now, we know that the soul is comprised of the will, mind, and emotions. But what that does is that grants the enemy access to begin to manifest what he's trying to get in your life. The enemy cannot just step in your life and do whatever he wants to do. He needs your permission. And if he can get you to begin to respond out of your feelings, respond out of your emotions, respond based on what you think. Listen, there are some situations that I have been in and I will say to myself, you know what? Let me get back with you before I give that answer. Or even if, you know, if I'm speaking with someone or if I myself are thinking about a situation too long, I'll shut down my mind because I don't want my mind to be so engaged that my mouth starts hooking up with what I'm thinking. Y'all, I don't know if I'm helping y'all tonight. See, you've got to be careful that you're not thinking too much. Oh God, I, I need to help you tonight. Don't, don't be so quick to just be thinking, thinking all the time. You, you, you're just thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. You're thinking about plan B and you're thinking about plan C. And, and some of you tonight, I need to speak this. I hear this um, for somebody tonight. You, you've been thinking up the wrong scenario. You've been thinking on the tragedy. You've been thinking on oh, what if this don't work? What if the word don't happen? What if I don't get this need met? What if this, what if I get sick? What if I, and, and, and what's happening is if you're not careful, your mouth will start attaching to what you're thinking. 
Oh God. And so this is why you have to shut down your mind. This is why you have to rehearse the word of God. This is why you got to speak the word and meditate the word so that your mouth hooks up with your spirit and not your mind or your feelings. I need to say this. Your mouth is only a release valve. It only releases. Your mouth releases what? Content. It opens up. It's just like this. Your lips are designed to do what? Open. They open. And so they're releasing something. You've got to pay more attention in this hour than you ever have before as to what you're releasing. The Bible says this, Paul said, all things are lawful, but not, not everything is expedient. Everything you're speaking, it might not be detrimental, but if it's not adding to your progress, you got to close your mouth. I need to say this. The reason why many believers are not seeing results is because, let me say this, and, 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 and scrap on your seatbelt a little bit tighter. Pull, pull, pull that, pull that belt notch. Just, just one more, one more. Cause we going in tonight. Cause we, we, it's time for us to see results. I need to say this really, listen, really good. You cannot war with the scripture you've never read. Y'all I, I'm in here tonight. I need to say this again. You cannot war with the scripture that you've never read. Or that you have limitedly studied. Now, what am I saying? I have heard a lot of believers, you ask them what they're believing God for. Oh yeah, I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for that. And they're regurgitating something they have heard, but they ain't went and read that scripture and God knows when. So you have a lot of people say situations or circumstances come up and they just quote, oh, you know, the Bible says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You're not going to get the fullness out of that word. The anointing is not going to be released if you ain't studied that. If you have not taken time to meditate on that, it's a regurgitation and regurgitation has no nutrients. <laughs> a regurgitation carries no life in it. Come on, somebody. It's only what you have been feeding on that produces I need to say this, Mark chapter four and verse 24 in the Amplified Bible says this, it says this, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear is the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Now let's turn there in our Bibles really quick, Mark chapter four, because this is so important. Believers, let me tell you something. I don't care how much you think the word. I don't care how much you have known the word in knowledge. It doesn't matter how many times you heard the word. It don't matter if you memorize the word that does memorization does not equate to revelation. Am I helping you tonight? Memorization does not equate to revelation. What do I mean by that? You can have a word memorized, but if that word, if you have not been studying that word, if you've not been spending time with that word, then when you run up on a situation or a circumstance and you try to release that word, there's not, there's no life in it. Come on. And the enemy knows whether that word is coming out with power and authority. Notice what Jesus began to say in, uh, let me get my scripture tonight. John chapter 12 and verse 49. He said this, for I have not spoken of myself, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. 
So notice this. If Jesus got a commandment from the father, what he should say and so what he should speak. That's why when Jesus said something, there was always results. When he spoke to the fig tree, it immediately died. When he spoke to the winds and the storms and the waves, they immediately ceased. Why? Because he wasn't speaking out of his mind. He wasn't speaking out of memorization. He was speaking from his spirit. My God, tonight. I don't know if I'm helping y'all tonight, but we've got to understand this as believers. This is how we call this is how we come out of situations. This is how we bring things to a manifested reality is when you begin to speak from your spirit, not your mind, not your thoughts, not memorization, not what's in the soul. Memorization is about the soul. Now you start off with memorizing the word, but guess what you have to do? You got to let that thing get down in your spirit. That means your spirit has to grab a hold to that word. That means you've got to keep speaking the word until the word becomes planted. Now, let me tell you the difference between, there's two kinds of speaking. You can be speaking to the situation, which is authority, and then you can be speaking to yourself with meditation. Oh God. I'm going to say that again because we've not understood that. There, there are two kinds of speaking. Now, you could be speaking in authority. That's speaking to the mountain. That's Mark 11, 23. It talks about speaking to the mountain, saying to the mountain. Then there is a speaking to yourself. That is meditation. What are you doing? You are eating. You eat with the words of your mouth. The Bible says you'll eat with the fruit of your lips. You are literally feeding your spirit as you begin to speak the word to you. If you don't speak the word to you, you can't speak that word to something else. It has to first become in you. It's got to be planted in you. It's got to become revelation in you. You got to keep speaking to yourself. What do I mean by speaking to yourself? Let me give you an example. Isaiah 53 and 5. Let me, let me give you a, uh, an example on healing. So listen, I keep plugging this, not for promotional reasons, but this is a good resource. Uh, declare the creative man. You get it on Amazon um, or if you, if you uh, send us a message, I will send this to you free of charge. Just all you got to do is DM. There's no excuse for us not having the word in this hour. We need the word of God. Um, let me give you, let me show you how to, do, how to, how to speak this to yourself. So help for your body. That's on page 82. Let me show you how to speak to yourself. Now, this, this type of speaking that feeds your spirit is you're not addressing sickness and disease. Sometimes we're trying to address problems and we're not fully persuaded. We, we, we don't even really believe it all the way. We're not fully convinced yet. And it, so that means it's just memorization. It's not revelation. If there is still doubt in your heart, now not in your head, Dad Hagen said he made a good phrase. He said, you can have doubt in your head, but faith in your heart. But when you, when there's doubt in your heart, what do I mean? How do you know the difference? It's like on the inside, you still kind of like, mm, you could be speaking and telling folks, yeah, I believe God. Yeah, I believe God going to do it. But, but when you get down at night, when you lay in the bed at night, in your, the inside, you're still trembling. But in here, not, not up here, your mind is not. But in your spirit, that means you're not fully persuaded. That means faith has not come to a point of, 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 of a maximum charge. And so you don't want to release words on an empty spirit. You don't want to release words on a dead battery. It's just like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just, um, my, I had to actually do this a couple days ago. My car battery died, right? So here's the thing. My car battery died. So this is what I did. I had to get a jump, right? I got a jump. But that jump was just to get the car back in a working condition so I could get another battery. 
so I could get a fully charged battery. Guess what I wasn't doing? I wasn't every day asking my neighbor for a jump. Can I get a jump today? Because my battery died last night. I need another jump today because my No, no, no. What I need to do is I need to get another battery that has a full charge. I need to get a battery that's equipped to handle where I'm going. So take this as, as it relates to spirituality. As believers, if all you're doing is getting a jump every Sunday or a jump every Thursday night, or that's a, that's a spiritual jump. This, this, is, this is what you call a spiritual jump. But if you are not through the week of meditating the word, guess what? Your spirit will not hold a charge. Your spirit will not get fully charged because guess what? The battery is being drained by life. It's being drained by situations. It's being drained by circumstances. Let me tell you, just getting up in the morning can be draining. Just going to work can be draining. Just following with the kids. I know some of y'all got kids and I know y'all is ready for them to go back to school. I know some of y'all is like, Lord, I need you to end this coronavirus because I can't teach another lesson to my child. <laughs> and so there are things in the day that begin to drain. Just being in this natural realm is draining. So if you are not getting charged up with the word of God every day and a situation happened, you trying to go somewhere on a dead battery. Lord, have mercy. Let me tell you how I found out my battery had died. I was supposed to be going out to dinner with a friend and on the way to the thing, guess what? The car was like, click, 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 click. I was like, ah, you got to be kidding me. Listen, I was on, I was planning God today to go somewhere. Mm. But I, I became immobilized by a dead battery. Lord, have mercy. I don't know if I'm helping y'all tonight. Let, let me help you in Revelation what I'm saying. You can be planning to go somewhere in 2021, but if your spirit is on dead, if the word of God has died in your spirit, if the word of God is empty in your belly, you ain't going nowhere. Lord, have mercy. You could be planning on year long. Let me tell you, in January, most people, they get their notepads out. They get their, you know, they, they, uh, they vision boards out and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, and, and most people take a back in chapter two and they take it all out of context and they, uh, they I'm going to write the vision. I'm going to make it plain and, and I'm going to work this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to have this and I'm going to go here and I'm going to do that. Listen, if your spirit is empty and bored of word, it don't matter how much vision boards you write. It don't matter how much time. You write it down on your bathroom mirror. It don't matter how many prophecies you done got. If that word is not working in your spirit, it carries, it doesn't carry, your spirit won't carry the capacity to get you to where you're going in God. Listen, your spirit is a transportation vehicle or mechanism. Your spirit is your car. And that car needs gas. It, it runs on battery. It, it don't run on air. It don't run on a once charge. You can't just fill up your tank one time, your, your gas tank one time and feel like, oh, I done filled up. So I got to fill up again. Guess what? Because you're going to get down the road and your car going to cut off you on, off on you right in the middle of the road. And that's what's happening to a lot of believers. You're getting into the middle of the battle and you're finding out I ain't got enough gas. You're getting into the middle of a situation finding out I ain't have enough faith. You're getting into the middle of a fake project, getting into the middle of a business project, getting into the middle of your marriage, getting into the middle of dealing with your children, finding out you ain't got no faith. Listen, if you are not constantly meditating on the word, 
constantly renewing your mind, you're going to eventually run out of gas. And let me tell you, this is not the hour to find yourself running out of gas in the climate that we're in. We are in the last days. The enemy knows that his time is short. He is bringing out all stops. He's bringing out all opposition. And it's imperative for us as believers to stay on God and to keep moving. This is the season for your spirit to be engaged, to be ready so that when God, when the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is like your GPS system. When he say, go 500 feet and make a left, you need to have enough gas to go 500 feet and make a left. Listen, it don't matter how much your GPS give you direction. The Holy Ghost can be giving you direction all day long. He could be speaking to your spirit about your future. The Holy Ghost can be speaking wonderful things about where you're going. If you do not begin to meditate on the word of God and get this word down in your spirit, you won't have enough gas. You won't have enough momentum. You won't have enough acceleration to make it to where God said you would be. Lord, I don't know if I'm helping y'all tonight, but I'm preaching my own self slap happy. Do you hear what I'm trying to tell you? So in, in my closing, I'm getting ready to close tonight because uh, we're about to go over time. But but I need to say this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 10, in our closing tonight, Matthew 10, 10. Y'all hear him turn over there because we, we running out of time, Lord. It's almost eight o'clock. Romans 10, 10. I hope you're enjoying this tonight. This is our last message before Christmas. Next week, next Thursday is Christmas Eve, so we won't have um, Bible study next Thursday. So uh, be sure if you need a little word, a little pick-me-up, go back to our YouTube channel. It has all of the messages on there from the last, I don't know how many months, or Facebook. Our Facebook page has it on there. Romans 10, 10. I'm going to say this, and then, and then we're going to close tonight. It says this, Romans 10, 10. For with the heart man believeth. Unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The same way you became born again is the same way you function in the kingdom. So let me read verse 9 because this is how most of us got saved. It says this, For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So when you became born again, and, and this is this is biblical salvation. Now, I need to stop and pause right here because I really believe what I'm seeing in the body of Christ and, and, and we got to make sure we, we do this. A lot of people are professing that they saved and they ain't really saved. They, they wouldn't know because their heart never connected with their confession. Do you know in order to become born again, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart or your spirit, you have to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. You have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. You have to believe that he took your place, took your punishment, and with the mouth, you have to confess that Jesus is now Lord of my life. I've been redeemed out of the kingdom of darkness and brought to the kingdom of light. Uh, uh, steps of what they were doing, but that's literally what you do when you are beginning to say the sinner's prayer. When you are making a confession, you are literally believing with your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. You are believing that Jesus took your punishment. You are making the confession with your mouth. Notice what the scripture says, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So when your heart begins to believe, you begin to speak out of that belief. When you become saved, this is how you do everything in the kingdom from it starts off with your spirit and then your mouth. Now, it's important for us to understand um, 
this because what we've done is we become lopsided in this and, and, and we're not seeing results. So a lot of people say, just speak, 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 speak. And that's important. Don't get me wrong. Speaking is important. Confession is important. You ought to confess. You need to confess. But the kind of confession you need to be making is to yourself. See, what's happening is we're trying to confess and speak to problems and we're not fully persuaded in our own heart. You've got to get the word of God in your mouth to you. So this is how you say, so let me go back to, to, to healing. So this is how you get healed because I, I, I'm skipping around here. I'm trying to hit so many points. So say, minutes, you need healing in your body. So let's show you how to do this to you. Okay, the Bible says in Psalms 91 and 6, he says this, with a long life, will he satisfy me? Because in this, in this confessional, I put everything in first person, right? So with long life, he will satisfy and show me his salvation. Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Um, Psalms 103 and 3, he forgiveth all my iniquities and he healeth all my diseases. Psalms 107 and 20, he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all destruction. Psalms 118, 17, uh, 118 and 17, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Proverbs 3, 7 and 8 out of the commonest English Bible, it says, The reverence of the Lord bringeth health to my body and strength to my bone. Proverbs 4, 22, the word is alive to me and health to all my flesh. Uh, Isaiah 58 and 8, then shall my light spring forth as the morning and my health shall spring forth speedily. Now notice what I'm doing. Notice all of these are in first person and I'm speaking the word of God to me. Notice in, 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 in these confessions, I'm not addressing sickness and disease. Why? Because I ain't ready yet. Why? Because I got to get my spirit full of the word first. See, 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 do you know how Jesus was able to command a certain situation or commands because he wasn't mixed in with a whole bunch of stuff in his spirit. He was fully persuaded. He had the word of God in abundance. So when he spoke, it, it released the full effect of the word. The anointing was released. When you get the word of God in your mouth in confessing it, then what happens is you, when that problem comes, that situation, and you'll know in faith, you might say, well, Nesmus, when do I speak to the problem? When do I know I'm fully persuaded? When do I know that I'm in faith enough to speak to a situation? It's because it's going to come out of your spirit. It's going to almost be like, it's going to almost be like uh, your spirit is going to take charge. You're going to be meditating, 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 meditating. You're going to be speaking this word and speaking this word and rehearsing and confessing to yourself what the word of God has said. That is renewing the mind. That's what renewing the mind is. It's speaking the word of God to yourself. Then what happens is one, one day you gonna, you're, it's going to come about your spirit and it's going to be like a word of the Lord to that thing. And you're going to say sickness and disease, I command you to stop. Or you're going to get a word from the Lord and it's going to almost rise up out of your spirit. It's going to be a word. It's going to be quickened to you. You ain't going to have to conjure it up out of your mind. The Holy Ghost is going to give you a sword of the spirit. He's going to give you a rhema. And that thing is going to just well up and it's just going to come out with force. It's going to come out with the spirit of faith. And when I tell you, when you speak from that place, it's, it's almost like it's good as done. 
It's almost like it's God speaking at that. But what? Why? Because I have filled myself up. I've meditated on the word. I've gotten fully in faith. And now the, the, the Holy Spirit is now giving me the sword to fight with. And when you fight like that, listen, there will not be a problem that will ever confront you that you will not be able to win. As believers, we're not supposed to be winning some and then losing others, winning some time and losing other time. No, no, no. There's always victory in the word of God. But we got to know how to do this thing. And if we don't teach this thing right, then believers get frustrated and they say there's nothing to that faith thing. Faith don't work. Prayer don't work. This, that, and other don't work. No, no, no. You've got to understand the mechanics of this thing. The first thing is I need to get the word of God in my spirit by speaking it to myself. What did God say to me? Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's it's Christ that's in me. He's going to strengthen me. He's going to do the work. And so what you're doing is you're filling yourself up with the word, filling yourself up with the word, filling yourself. You, you, you pumping your gas, you pumping that gas, you pumping that gas. And then what's going to happen is, like I said, the Holy Ghost is going to give you a rhema word. And sometimes it comes in the form of dreams. Sometimes it's a word of knowledge. Sometimes it's a word of wisdom. Sometimes it is, like I said, sometimes it's a dream. You'll be laying down at night after you've been meditating and rehearsed the word for a while. And the Spirit of the Lord will show you what to do, or you'll get it quickened in your heart, you need to do this or to rise up that inward witness or rise up or you'll get a, um, a, a word that the Holy Ghost will speak up to you and say, do this or do that or don't go here, don't go there or move your money here or don't spend that. What is he doing? He's giving you a sword of the spirit and that sword is double-edged. It divides asunder soul and spirit. It gets down to the root of every situation and it causes a manifestation. So we're out of time tonight. I hope you have been blessed. I hope you have been charged tonight. Get the word of God in your mouth to you. Don't try to don't try to speak to no mountain yet. Speak to you first. Get your spirit charged up with the word of God first. Get fully persuaded of the word. Meditate that word. Keep saying it over and over. Ask Holy Spirit, give me revelation of really what you are saying about me to me. Because you got a plan for me. Jeremiah 29 and 11. He said, well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you hope, to give you a future, to give you expected end. But it's no good if the Holy Ghost knows what the plan is, but you don't know. You need to know. In Corinthians, I want to read this before we, um, Lord, I hope I can find it because I, I didn't mean to, to, to do this, but I just really felt this in my spirit. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, in verse number 9, it says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man or the spirit of man. The things that God hath prepared for him that love him. But somebody say, but he, God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. There are some things, there are some plans, there are some strategies, there are some, there are some works that God is destined for you to walk in. But it's only by the spending time in the word of God and fellowshipping with the spirit of God that those things will become revealed. Listen, this is not the hour to be running on low. Your gas tank of the word needs to be filled up and your spirit needs to be charged. Your spiritual battery needs to be charged by spending time in prayer. 